Hello and welcome to the Spiraling Higher podcast hosted by me, Sam, Mindset and Manifestation Coach. And me, Gina, your biz and mindset coach. We're here to support you on your spiritual journey by bringing you intimate and raw conversations about healing, manifestation, consciousness, and spirituality. We hope this podcast makes you feel less alone as you become aware of your patterns and limiting beliefs to uplevel your life, manifest like a boss, and together, spiral higher. I couldn't believe how many people responded to episode 41 about breaking up with the hustle. That one was a really resonant one for a lot of people, including you. (laughs) Yeah, it's interesting. We recorded it and it resonated with me then. And then a week later, I listened to it because I had to obviously check the audio, which by the way, if you listen to that episode, the audio wasn't that great. Sorry. It's not great, guys. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) We're working on it. We have an awesome new team that we're figuring it all out with, but When I listened to it again the second time, it almost resonated even more deeply because I was still detoxing from all of that adrenaline. And so it was really awesome to hear from so many members of our community that, wow, this is what I'm going through. I didn't realize that I was so addicted to stress. Wow, like thank you for sharing these stories. I also too am realizing that my life isn't setting me up for health, right? Yeah. And so it's interesting because actually our our next guest who we talked to, we really do go into what true wealth is, mm-hmm. um, which is health. And so it's a great place to kind of leave, kind of great place to leap from. Yeah, it was a good segue. And in this episode, <laughs> we talk about how business is a spiritual practice, which again, really ties in well with episode 41, because I think for most of us, when we're working, we don't we don't compute that as something that should be spiritual, right? We don't consider right. that as a part of the ecosystem of our spirituality. But, you know, that's really why I had my breakdown was because mm-hmm. they were so separate, right? In my regular life, I was doing all the right things. I was meditating. I was doing all the things in a spiritual way. But when it came to my business, I was still operating under a very, very old paradigm and an old pattern. Yeah. Yeah. And I think to be truly, truly fulfilled in like all the areas of your life. And if you are going to weave together your personal life and your professional life, which you will eventually have to in order to live an aligned life, you know, there will be a service to both yourself and your consumers. You Mm -hmm. are not thriving if you are missing one of these. And Mm -hmm. so a lot of businesses, I think in the old paradigm are, how do I make more sales? Like how do I serve more customers? But that comes at the expense of the business owner themselves. And the business can actually be fed properly if the owner is sick. Mm -hmm. And so in this episode, we really dive into what it means to work in a spiritual sense and how business is not this, like, I feel like people hear the word business and immediately think greed and you know, taking advantage of. Yeah. And and that is reflective of the old paradigm, right? This very competition, scarcity driven world. Very masculine. Very masculine. Yeah. I need to basically play this zero sum game or whatever. But now the new world is really ushering in this consciousness within the collective that is when I help others, I help myself. When I help myself, I help others. Mm. And so if we can really form businesses that are win, win, wins, meaning that they're wins for me, their wins for the company and their wins for the people who are engaging with the products or the services of the company, that's the only way to really determine true success. 
Mm. And we talked a lot about how even if you're not an entrepreneur, this is going to be mm. a very helpful episode, even for you, because even if you're working a nine to five, or you're working part time for a different company, you can still bring spirituality into your work. And how can yes. you really fuse those together? Because it would kind of be like being spiritual with yourself in your own relationship with yourself, but you're not like that with your partner or your parents or your family members. Like, right. you know, it should be, yeah, it should be in on all aspects of your life, including what you do for work. Yeah. And I like that you said that, Gina, that we talk to the people who are also not necessarily entrepreneurs. You don't have to be an entrepreneur to gain value from this episode because I even find that there's like this wave kind of going on that if you're not somehow entrepreneurial, then you're doing it wrong. Mm -hmm. And now we're kind of going the opposite way where it's like, if you don't climb the corporate ladder, you're behind. But now if you don't leave the corporate world and start your own business, then you're behind. (laughs) And so in all of these paradigms, somehow you're doing something wrong. And so that's not true. We just simply want to really reinforce the idea that your life is made up of conscious choices aligned with your values. And so what that life looks like to you is really neither here nor there for us, but we want to make sure that you are consciously making those choices in alignment with your heart. Mm -hmm. Just bringing some intention to honestly where we spend most of our time, which is at work. Which is at work, right? And so it's beautiful when people are able to weave, work and play together. But whether you are doing that or not, you really want to make sure that you are bringing a lot of the principles that you practice in your personal life into your professional life. Because like Mm -hmm. Gina said, you spend so much time there. So much time. I mean, when you actually calculate it, you actually see the people at work more than you see your family. Yeah. Exactly. And so in this next episode, as you already know, we are going to be talking to Erica Williams, who is the founder of Yummy Bear Candy. So and good. so I think you would see these candies in the US too, no? We talked to her yeah, about that. Yeah, she said that they're in Albertsons. There's a couple of other stores. You can look at the mm. website. I believe it's just yummybear.com. It'll be in the show notes and you can see where they ship to. Um, and honestly, I buy them in the store every couple they're of so days. Good. They're so good. Yeah. They're so good. So we should mention Yummy Bear is spelled Y-U-M-Y. And we actually discovered them at a health and wellness expo in our local area. We had no idea where if that we were going to come across them or her. We were just walking around and checking out the different products and talking to the different business owners. <laughs> there and then was we a got sample. These, so yeah, we, we got some. this little sample and we were like, that is so good. Like, how do we order these in bulk? Like, I wonder if it would be cool to introduce this candy to our audience because they're vegan, they're very low sugar. It's a great substitute for like your favorite like Sour Patch Kids, for example. And so we actually ended up getting in touch with her via email. And then lo and behold, she's a total badass spiritual entrepreneur running and her business with these local principles. local to us. Yeah, exactly. So it just felt like this like very synchronistic path of events and she's totally she's totally vibing with us like this conversation we we really kind of went there at the end too where we were like wow we need a part two (laughs) yeah we do need a part two she's amazing you guys are gonna love her yeah I feel like she really redefines what it means to be a woman in business Mm. um because for so long I felt like the idea was to be this like kind of like be like a man like do it like they do and she's a divine feminine I really like how she is creating a new template for other female entrepreneurs. 
a new template. Yeah. And in this episode, you'll really hear how she was able to build a million dollar empire with Yummy Bear by using a lot of the principles we talk about in this podcast, right? Mm. Really going within before you go on the outside, right? Because if you do not go within, you go without. And so a lot of what she practices and preaches is like how to take care of herself, her thoughts, mm-hmm. her feelings, her mind, her body. All of these things are translating into the outward success you see in her business, but all of them start on the internal. And so I really love how she she's totally an embodiment of that spiritual practice and the work. She's doing the work and it shows. And I think that when people are really committed to aligning with their nature, their inner spiritual nature, the outer has no choice but to respond. Has mm-hmm. no choice but to match. Mm-hmm. Well, listen into the episode. Let us know what you think. And if you haven't already, make sure you join our community and let us know your biggest takeaways. Yeah, it's awesome. We love the people inside of there. And we should also mention we host free monthly calls. And the next yes. one is July, July 30th. 30th. <laughs> we'll mention that again throughout the episode, but we yes. hope you tune into this one and that you enjoy it. And we'll see you on the other side. Hey, Spiralers, we found something that we could not wait to tell you about. We have got for you some spiritual tea. Actually, it's not tea at all, (laughs) but it is our new favorite meditation app, Superhuman. We are literally obsessed with this. I love it because unlike other meditation apps we've used before, it has meditations you can do as you go about your day, not just when you're sitting or lying down. My favorite are the getting ready ones that are about 20 minutes long with affirmations that you can listen to as you start your morning or the midday pep talks, which are only two or three minutes long. And they even have specific tracks for moms. Yeah, there's so many options. And I really like how these meditations are aimed at helping you tap into the emotions of what you want to attract. Mm -hmm. They're accompanied with really moving motivational musical tracks and they're just not boring. They don't just ask you to sit there and try to clear your mind. Instead, I feel like I'm in my own music video and I'm tuning into the frequency of my future self. Yeah, I actually feel like I'm in my own movie when I'm listening to them. I know, me too, especially when I'm doing the walking ones. Mm-hmm. There's like specific walking ones where Mimi's voice, who actually voices all of the tracks, she's like, and as you walk into <laughs> your future, I literally feel like I'm commanding this energy. And that's the entire point of the meditation is to really tune into a higher frequency. And so with our code, you can try the Superhuman app with one free month in addition to their trial offer of two complimentary weeks. That's six entire free weeks to tune into the frequency of your highest timeline so abundant we want you to try it for yourself and let us know what you think because you have absolutely nothing to lose and you can redeem your free six weeks of the superhuman app now by clicking the link in our show notes and using the code spiraling higher with no spaces we know you're gonna love this one and we feel confident that your vibrations are going to spiral higher Erica, welcome to our podcast. We're so excited to dive into everything with you. Um, Obviously, we love everything you have with your businesses. We love all of our deep talks. We actually just finished a conversation that was so awesome that we want to now bring into the pod now. So I would love for you to just start by introducing yourself and your businesses and anywhere you want to start. Yeah, thank you guys. Honestly, thank you. Thank to you guys for doing the work and providing this container of space for people to come and just listen and tune in and really get, you know, a lot of good juice. So I'm excited because I know our conversations, you know, 
other than this one has been absolutely fire. So I'm excited for what we're going to discuss today. But I am Erica Williams. I am the Yummy Candy founder. So I founded a company that is low sugar, vegan candy. It's healthy and delicious. It's really bridging my two loves, health and fitness and candy Mm. and sweets. So Mm. um, yeah, that's kind of how that baby was born. But other than that, I'm a real estate agent serving in the Okanagan region. And I've built multiple businesses. I, I was a sports health coach for a number of years. My background started in kinesiology. So it kind of came wow. from like the sports and health side of things. Um, I also did fitness competing. And then I was in the sports supplement world before I got into real estate. So I've had this like transition as I transitioned in terms mm. of, you know, my personal development, which transitioned into spiritual development. My businesses have changed and my work has changed. And I think that's so um, awesome for the mm. conversation we're having today and like how people can transition throughout their life um, mm. and kind of transform themselves. And how does that look for their career and what they do on a day-to-day basis? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love seeing that journey that you basically just created new businesses as you transformed into different things. And I love how you then were able to basically bring that, those thoughts and the experience that you were having within your own life into something that could be a career. I think that's so awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think what's most interesting about you actually are all the things that you actually didn't just say. And I think that's the thing about becoming mm-hmm. more spiritual is you begin to identify with things that are actually non-observable. And so what's funny is when we found out about Yummy Candy, we actually really just like the candies and then wanted to get <laughs> to know you, the founder and creator of them. But what we found so fascinating about you was that you were on a total journey and quest of spiritual development. And that was what actually made us want to have this conversation, which got us thinking, Mm. we need to have a discussion on how we can remain spiritual and conscious as we scale our businesses. How can we continue to be spiritual in our entrepreneurship? Because I think there is this belief that if we are in business and if we are in a capitalist culture, that we somehow lose our spirituality, that we're no longer aligned in trying to scale and quote unquote make money. And so I'm kind of curious as your businesses have evolved, as you have evolved, how have you remained spiritual in a sense as you've continued to scale these businesses? Has it been hard actually to also manage your ego as you've been growing? Wow. Yes. There, yeah. There's so much there. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and tackle it in the best way that I can. First thought that comes to mind is business is spiritual. Um, and I think it's a reframing of even how we look at the whole topic because it's been presented to us in this way that is very masculine. And it's very, um, I don't want to say it's, it's, it's been kind of overtaken in our, and the whole system has been kind of overtaken by this structure where it serves the few at the top and not the many at the bottom in terms mm-hmm. of a corporate structure. And then mm-hmm. we talk about service of the corporations to the greater good. It's more profit driven ver- mm-hmm. versus uh, people focused and product focused. So I call it the quantum blueprint to business. That's kind of what I help entrepreneurs with. Um, I always say that entrepreneurship is personal development baked in. <laughs> like yes, you literally, totally. you know, your business only grows as much as you do. So it was just a natural progression as I developed as a person that my businesses would be developing or growing or shifting. Um, and then at some point, personal development 
goes to personal or spiritual development. So you Always. start to see the shift of this growth to being like, you know, at first it actually, you know, my first journey started with fitness and that's where I started. Fitness saved my life. Um, it was a very like dark, um, younger years for me. And it was a vessel where I'm like, wow, I can transform this body. I can change yeah. this body. It was a very physical realization of like, I'm in control and mm -hmm. I am the, I am co-creating here. So at a very young age, I had the physical transformation and that only like through that process, it changes your mindset because I did fitness competitions. So you're like, your whole thing is like pushing through self-discipline, motivation, intrinsic motivation of how do you cultivate that within? How do you visualize? Um, I had a very good course in kinesiology and performance psychology. He was one of the main professors, um, our sports psychologist for Olympic teams and he taught a lot of this stuff like visualization and how to be an athlete yeah. but an athlete in your life and that yeah. really resonated with me because i was never a top athlete i mean i competed and everything else but that was after kind of like sports in high school and stuff um but just that mentality of being an athlete within your business or athlete within your life it's like how are you going to show up does an olympic athlete go and train every day yeah so if you're a real estate agent you're you're running scripts every day you're practicing you're not showing up to your clients and that's your practice you're showing up to right. the game day with your stuff in order and that's also hand in hand with personal development so it's been this kind of like melting pot of discovery in my own life implementing figuring out what works and then how do i share that and how do we share that with the greater good because what i'm really after and what you guys are after which i love like that's the work that you do is we talked about this off camera but bridging the gap between spirituality and business and creating that um structure so that people can understand that it's not one or the other it really is both combined and i don't know why it's so taboo in business like <laughs> don't talk about i know thing. don't talk about like anything yeah. like woo woo -y, but we are spiritual beings having a human experience. So like it doesn't percent to me <laughs> that well, we can't talk about it. <laughs> 100%. And what I love about this conversation is that it's now one of many conversations that are beginning to happen right now as the mm -hmm. collective continues to rise is all these conversations I'm hearing of even like the sharks, like on Shark Tank or all of these people who are wildly successful in a traditional sense, they're all really tapped in. And I love seeing that because it's like you, you, yeah. you hit mainstream, like when it hits mainstream, hit mainstream. You, like it's hit, <laughs> it hit the shark tank, you know, like the, the collective consciousness has shifted and that really is the marker. So for us being on the leaning edge, we're always, you know, kind of on our own journey, going for it, kind of being a trailblazer, getting to that, yeah. like on our own individual. And then what we're doing is we're kind of bringing back and how we implement that and sharing that out um, as, as much as we can, either through your podcast or through the work you do or working with people one-on-one, -on -one, whatever that is. And I'm just so happy to be a part of it. Like that's what brings me so much joy because that's the work that needs to be done collectively. And that's what we're all experiencing is there's co a collective shift, but there is real work that needs to be done on like the 3d level level. So that's how we bring it back to business is like, totally. <laughs> you know, we can be all spiritual and be, 5d but then how do we actually implement that to 3d and how do we bring heaven to on earth right and yeah. that's our job 
Yeah, and how do we really con convert that density that in that 3D world where everything is so like masculine and like production, you know, how do we bring the divinity into that, mm -hmm. right? And, you know, real estate is such an intensely, it's, it's, it's so highly emotional, it's intense, it's also very time sensitive, so it's very like linear. Um, and so, you know, in, in my own spiritual journey, I did find it very, it was such a contrast, right? I'd be at home yeah. like meditating and then I'd go to work <laughs> and I'm like, what's going on? What happened mm -hmm. to this deal? And everyone one's having a meltdown. And so something that I actually brought into my own team was we started doing breath work and meditation in our team meetings. Like our team yeah. meetings now, like it should be starting off a week, not necessarily talking about numbers, but like, how are we doing inside? Yeah. Right? Because if we're not nurturing our insides, like our, our being, then our business can't be nurtured, right? Mm -hmm. Like we are the water for our plants, like our business as a plant, but our water is tainted. And so we're just feeding the plant like poisoned water instead of nurturing and cleansing our water so that can be a more, you know, a fruitful plant, right? You hit it. You hit it. And that's, I call it spiritual hygiene. Yes. Um, mm -hmm. Or it can be like, you know, just energy cleansing, whatever you want to yeah. label it. But like we do that for every other thing in our in our life. Yeah. Why would our apartment. Yeah. Yeah. Like why wouldn't we do that for ourselves? And why wouldn't we do that on a daily basis? Like we all know that we bring on energy. You can tell when your spouse is feeling off or your business partner's feeling off and you bring on that energy, especially empaths. And so for me taking on energy, I really had to figure out how do I um, get back to center? How do I recenter myself, especially with my own healing journey with chronic pain? So there's mm -hmm. been a lot of layers to that. But what I wanted to bring it back was business is energy. And so on a fundamental level, we can go out and we can manipulate matter and we can use force. And I did this for years. I was like good at like hustle, grind culture, yeah, like yeah. let's go, like using all my uh, adrenaline and, yeah. yes. you know, norepinephrine and caffeine stimulus. And I was just like jacked up all the time. And it really did work. Like it, it did help, but I always had this deeper spiritual belief and component that, you know, all, always from very young and in business, I started to see how I was forcing stuff, but there was something on the other side, bringing things into my business that I had, like my first listing was $7.5 million building in white rock as a brand new agent. Like that doesn't happen. Yeah. And I know what I did on my side of the fence. I know what I was putting into motion. I know what physically happened, but there was a 5D other side of it. And so that's what's got me curious is like, what is that? Um, how do you bring the right opportunities, the right people, the right timing into your business? So things are in ease and flow. And so now my whole focus is business that is of alignment, ease, flow, presence. And that is like, so transformational to me because if you can if an entrepreneur can be in that your whole business changes not only what your day looks like and how you carry your energy and how you you know are with your team or whoever it is clients whoever but your business grows in this sense of this ripple effect because i think we talked about this in our first conversation but there's a total field right total field is like the divine 
a blueprint. I'm I'm super into ancient civilizations and like technology. Bring it in. Bring it in. <laughs> so we're just gonna go there. But it it is the divine blueprint. And anyone that's seen it, you can Google Turtle Field. The human body has it. That's what mm-hmm. we are. It's basically an infinity loop and energy goes out, it circulates, it comes back in. The earth is it. And that is the business model. That is a quantum business blueprint. And so when we use these business practices, one of them is creating um win-win-win strategies. Mm. We're always taught a win-lose. It's always in competition. Yes. Yeah. Why? I don't game. know why that was programmed into our consciousness. Well, I know why. Because of but- lack. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like because lack consciousness. Lack mentality. Yeah. And it's it's serving it's serving someone. So it was yeah. programmed into all of us. And so A, what needs to happen is deep awareness. And so that needs to be brought into people's awareness, right? Whether you are working a nine to five, wherever you're at and understanding like, okay, I was programmed with lack mentality. I was programmed to think if he gets more or she gets more, I get less. And that's why I feel a certain way when I see someone achieving and I'm not, or, you know, or social media or whatever it is. And so in business, it's like, I always look whatever, whatever the container of business was, whether it was a real estate transaction, was it, whether it was selling supplements, whether it was working with people in their health, like whatever it has been, whether it was yummy candy was like, how do we create a win, win, win opportunity? Because if everyone's winning, it's like the best thing ever. There's nothing better than winning, but then winning with other people. Like that is the vibration that carries through and the ripple effect that carries through and the business Mm. just grows itself. And so what that looks like on a very like 3D level in real estate, for instance, it's like, or even with yummy candy, it's like creating a product that the company wins, the client or the consumer wins because it's healthier, it's better, it's tastier. And the people creating it and, um, you know, the, the middleman, the distributors, all the people in between win because it's a great product and it sells well. And so kind of coming into your business with that mindset versus like, what am I going to get? Like, I want to make a lot of money. So I'm going to give this in exchange for that. And it's going to just be a transactional. So I mean, there's a lot of business philosophies that I think have to do with that kind of quantum business blueprint, what I'm talking about. But this is exactly the conversation is like, bridging the gap between spirituality, bring the bringing energy into business and doing that energy work, because we know energy only changes matter. Matter doesn't change matter. So if we're doing the spiritual work every day and we're like, we're, we're, it's, it's so crazy. This literally happened to me today. It like the more you do it, I just get so excited about it because the more you do it and the more you see it, the more you believe it, the more you do it, the more it happens. It it is like a, a positive feedback loop. So I did that today. I had an awesome meditation. I literally like visualized everything I wanted to happen. I had this specific conversation I want to have with this specific person and it just came together. And I literally had the conversation before this call and exactly how I envision it. And like, was it me? Was it my mindset? Like, who knows? But if it works, it works. Like why why question the system? Like, let's just produce the results. So that's... That's so incredible. And honestly, we talked before we turned on the camera about synchronicities and how everything that you're going through, I'm going through, Gina is going yeah. through, obviously all connects. And there was so much I resonated with in that conversation. But I constantly keep telling my clients to just use their own life as the experiment because yeah. you're not going to believe me. But it's exactly what you said. Once you try it and see it, you don't want to stop doing it. You're like, mm. it's kind of like you, what you said about your personal fitness journey at the beginning. You could see that you could create results. 
And then all of a sudden you're like, I'm going to keep showing up to the gym or whatever because it works. And so whatever that energy work looks like for you, you know, meditating and visualization, um, it becomes eventually, like you said, that positive feedback loop where you're conditioning yourself to want to do these things and maintain your own spiritual hygiene, if you will, because you're seeing the results in the 3D world. And um, what is so interesting that you said win, win, win model, because that's actually something that Gina and I also operate by. And honestly, to be a spiritual conscious entrepreneur, I think that has to be one of the foundational beliefs. But we don't do anything that doesn't feel like a win for, let's say, our guests coming on the podcast. We can't do it unless it feels like a win for us. And like you said, it has to be a win for the listeners. And so every time we start a conversation, we always ask ourselves, wait, do, do I want to talk to this person? Like, mm -hmm. like who, sometimes we get people who ask to come on the pod and there are people who were like, oh, for sure. Like I've been following her. This is fire. But sometimes I'm like, I don't know if I want to. And then we know that's out of alignment and yeah. beyond us wanting to, and thinking it's a great opportunity for you. We have to imagine, will our listeners receive value from this? And we have to believe that in order to put our true selves and power behind it. And so mm -hmm. I just, I love that because we really mm -hmm. are just all riding the same collective wave and like we said earlier we're just like I all these it. little individual people inside of the same pool and we're like oh my god you're in here too um and yeah. so having having these conversations makes us realize too and our listeners listening that you really are not alone in all of these realizations and experiences and cycles um we are all going through it together and what a beautiful thing that is to realize that this is something that everyone is kind of shifting through and there's mm -hmm. so many resources for you to lean on people like you and and us for our listeners to to look to as they become more aligned with whether it is business practices or simply their own lifestyle. I would actually like to talk about how the point of entrepreneurship too is not just to like make money and profit, right? Like we think, but is actually to align our work with our life is to actually create a life that feels good for us. Before we turn on the camera, you talked about how, you know, does the way I live my day actually feel good for me? Like, how am I waking up in the morning? How am I showing up to my day? And so I would love for you to talk about how entrepreneurship has helped you live your life more authentically. Mm -hmm. I love that. And, you know, you hit so many great notes there. I think, first of all, I want to say I've loved every job I've had. Every, yeah. like it is your energy that you bring to the job. My first job was a lifeguard and swim instructor. I loved it. I was there for five years during university. Um, I learned a lot about parenting. I learned a lot about people. I love observing people. So it's like, honestly, the perfect job for me. Cause I just got to like stare and observe <laughs> human, human behavior. <laughs> totally. And, uh, yeah. and yeah, it was, it was great. And so it's whatever energy you bring to your work. And if you align with that work, like it was still in kind of the health and helping people in a sense. So if you can find meaning in your job, like your job isn't everything about you. So you find mm -hmm. something that works for you. Um, what's bigger is your spiritual or healing journey and what you do outside of your job. And if you can blend the two, then that's the best thing ever. But if you can't, yes. I know a lot of people that like, they do something that they enjoy for their job or they get meaning out of, and then they go home and they do their hobbies or they do their spiritual work. And like, we don't all have to become spiritual healers. Like just because you're on a spiritual path doesn't mean like you may feel called and that may be your path, but maybe not as well. And so mm -hmm. it really is just identifying that North star, that inner desire and going and listening to that, tapping into it because we have been in a world that has, told us to kind of shut down our spiritual senses and tune that out. And so mm -hmm. 
a lot of people now in their adult life are starting to realize like, oh, I got disconnected or there was a, cause we were all children at some point and we were all mm-hmm. imaginative. And I remember, you know, lying in my bed and flying through my neighborhood and whether that was real or not, it was real to me at the time. Can I do it now? No, <laughs> but you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like we all had these mystical experiences and at some point that got cut off. So I think for us is, What's more important to me is understanding that we have a spiritual connection and be on that journey. And then how does that translate in your in your life? You can always bring enjoyment and fulfillment into what you're doing. And if you can't, then that is a, a that is a, 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 a sign of the universe to transition to something other or different work or just maybe shift your position within the yeah. company. Um, and then I went to a company where I was selling sports nutrition products all across North America. And I love that because I was talking to people. I'm a people person. So I love talking to people. I love health and fitness. It was really where I was at the time with my own personal life. And then after that, I felt the ceiling and I'm a person of growth. So anytime I feel like I can't grow, I'm like, mm, okay, like I got to move on. Like, this isn't for me guys. Um, yeah. So I'm like, Phew. So then I actually quit my job and I went into real estate, wrote my exam in six weeks. And I was like, boom, right into luxury real estate. And I had done so much work beforehand, but I was doing some of this energy stuff. I was kind of getting into it. And like I said, like the, um, the listing came up and different things. And then again, I transitioned into yummy candy and now it's even other business and, um, ventures. So I think for people is just to understand, like, where are you at? Be very true to yourself. Be very true to what brings you fulfillment because no one can answer. Everyone's seeking answers outside and they're looking on social media to be like, what is she doing? What is he doing? Like, maybe I should do that. But it's not true because even even um, my brother, my sibling, like we were raised in the same household. We have a lot of the same experiences. We're two very different people. We want different lives. And that's okay. Like, whatever I always say the best lifestyle is the one that fits you. So for me, um, there were certain things about the nine to five that I personally didn't like. I like to have control over my time. I like to have control over my income. So there were certain things I started to identify within that. But I, but there's so much valid in that that I don't like to like put down a nine to five mm-hmm. because there's so much yeah. um, that people can get from that. And if you mm-hmm. if you do know you're going to transition into something else, be a sponge, use your nine to five as like free university. So what I did when I was at that company, I went to every single department. I was like, tell me everything about your department. What is your job? How do you do it? Like, and I wrote notes and I took notes. And guess what? That helped me with my own company when I had to run a company. So there's so much value in a nine to five that you can really use it to your advantage, even if it isn't your long term. Um, mm-hmm. So find those little pieces that you can do. And it's also, um, you know, where you want to go with your life. I was always the person like I have a big vision. I have big audacious goals. So like, I got to move quickly. If something's not working, I'm like, I don't got time for this. I don't got a year to waste. Like I'm on to the next thing. Whereas other people on their journey, they, they like might have a different goal than me. So they can take a longer time. They may have a career for 10 years and then transition. It might be a slower move or their, their, their own journey might be different. So I just think like the comparison game can get very tricky. And that's the one thing that social media is really hard on. Um, you know, we were really the first generation to kind of get put onto social media. And now everyone yeah. younger like automatically has it. And I honestly feel bad. Like my childhood was not with social media and I love mm-hmm. that. Yeah. 
So now me looking forward into having kids, I'm like, how I'm going to navigate that? Who's to say? I don't know. Stick them in nature for a while. But um, (laughs) yeah, just (laughs) send them to camp. Exactly. (laughs) Well, there's some outdoor schools that I'm really interested in, but. Anyways, yeah, like a that's oh, that's an interesting idea. I have to ask you more about that later. But I just I love this conversation because something that you mentioned that I did want to touch on was this judgment actually of any person's lifestyle. And I am seeing actually a lot of spiritual ego in the space and almost like this. Yeah, this lowering this condescension of a lifestyle that is not consciously spiritual entrepreneurial it's like that's not the only way to live your life i think what we're really trying to say here is create the life that is in alignment with you for some people that actually will be their nine to five job i think that or whatever it is it doesn't even have to be nine to five job maybe it's a nine to three job or maybe you work four days a week i don't know i just want people to know that they have programming and that programming will fearfully tell them to do X. And sometimes people's fearful programming tells them to be an entrepreneur too. And they don't even realize that they're in entrepreneurship fearfully. Um, Some people's fearful programming tells them to stay in a safe job with benefits that they don't really like. But the key here is to realize, am I in my job in fear or freedom? Did I choose to be here? Would I choose to be here? And I think that is the key because no amount of external success from either of those jobs or securities that you reap from them will actually make you feel fulfilled. And I've Mm -hmm. seen so many spiritual entrepreneurs that are fearfully pursuing a scaled business. Um, I even see clients who are already at six figures and they want to get to multiple six figures. And all of that feels fearfully motivated too. But the only true joy is knowing that you're showing up every day and you like what you're doing. You feel that it's important and it's aligned with Mm -hmm. you. And so I I think that is really important. Yeah. Yeah. You said that that beautifully because it's the intention behind the action. You can go and build a six or seven figure business out of this need to prove that you're worthy out of this need to prove that you fit in out of this, you know, underlying, like I'm not enoughness. And that's so many, you know, type a high achievers, you know, and that was me for a long time until I dove into the personal development world. But Or there's this option over here to do it because I know I'm enough. I know the value. Like I'm almost oozing it so much that I'm like, I just want to share. I just want to help people. My heart is in a place of service. And I think that is the spiritual process of like always checking where you're at because it is cyclical. Like it's not like you you do a meditation and you're like, oh, I'm an namaste forever. Like, you know, it's it's a constant (laughs) progression and we're all human. And that's what I remind myself is like, I'm having a human experience. So to experience all these emotions, to experience the highs and lows of entrepreneurship, to experience the negative side of entrepreneurship, failed partnerships, failed businesses, you know, the, the stress and the, like, there was a lot of fire I went through. However, if I zoom out and I look at the whole picture, I'm like, if that's the fire I had to walk through, like it was a pretty good fire, you know, like I, I lived a lot. I had a lot of memories, like the highs way overshadow the lows. Um, Mm -hmm. and entrepreneurship is something of like walking through fire. So I don't recommend it for everyone. I think it's like fitness competing, like it's intense. It takes a lot of self-discipline. Like it takes a lot of different skills. It will put you through the fricking test. It literally tests your upper limits of how much you can take. However, it's a beautiful process. You'll never grow more than through that process. And, you know, to stand on, you know, some sort of mountaintop and be like, I did this, like I created this, I brought this into physical form, I had this vision, and I brought it through. 
is such an amazing process. So for me, it's worth it to someone else. It may not be worth it, or they might be doing it out of that. I'm not worthy and those other things. So there's more development that needs to happen there. And that may happen through their first business. Like that's why a lot of businesses mm-hmm. fail. I see this all the time. It's like, I work with entrepreneurs, but really I'm like, they're like, I need help with this in my business. I want to scale. I'm like, no. oh, you got blockages over here. Like let's address this, honey. <laughs> you know, like, totally. <laughs> it's never a business that. problem. It's never, I always say that every business problem boils down to a personal problem. And I think that's really, I've learned to just personify my business or my work, whether you're working for somebody or you're working for yourself, you have to personify that work because you are in a relationship with the business. Mm -hmm. And so many of us, we become like, like the business is whipping us right? We're just like serving the business, like must double, must do this, must do that. And we're like, wait, like, honestly, when it comes to entrepreneurship, I see so many people in real estate are having their own businesses. They quit their job because they hate their boss. And they're like, I'm going to go work for myself. And then they go and work for themselves. And then they become the boss that they wanted to quit from. Yeah. Right. Because either they're not conscious and they're just beating themselves up. They just put this pressure on. They're not motivating themselves. They're not really leading themselves in entrepreneurship. And I think that also bleeds into life. How are you being a leader in your own life? How are you leading your mornings? How are you leading your conversations with your friends? How are you being a steward to the ship of your life? And so many of us are just operating off of this automatic stuff. And like you said, it's kind of like this constant balancing act, right? It's not like you have one retreat and you're like, okay, great. I never have to deal with that again. It is day to day, moment to moment, just like parenting, right? I I think that you can also look at your business or your work like a baby, like you kind of, you know, your baby starts to adopt your traits, right? It's kind of like that nurture versus nature thing. And so like, what are you, how are you um, influencing your business? And that's always going to be reflected back, right? And I think it's so true that people can kind of think, oh, the grass is greener over there. And then they just kind of keep hopping from one thing over to the next. But really, it's like, you don't have to fix outside. You've got to fix inside first. And so I'm actually curious. A lot of avoidance. You're bringing up so so many things. And business is a good avoidance. You know, I know so many workaholics and I'm like, you're just not focusing on yourself. You're not doing the actual work that's going to propel you. But they want to work in the business because that's the busy work that's not addressing the real work that will actually take them to the next level and punch through that ceiling. So yeah, you, you hit it there. Like that was perfect. That's so true. And it's, it's kind of like pointing the finger and blaming everybody else around you. Yeah. It's the market, right? It's, it's yeah. that person who or even, that, like, my employee. Even yeah. in relationships, you blame your partner, but then you go to therapy Every and they're time. like, we're working on you. Your partner's not here right now. We're going to work yeah, on you. Totally. And that's going to take your relationship to the next Dang level. And you're like, wait, but yeah. I want to fix them. Hey, listeners, quickly interrupting this episode to say that if you're loving this conscious conversation, we're inviting you to join the dialogue with us inside of our free Spiraling Higher community. It's our favorite place on earth, and it's where you can meet like-minded souls on their healing journey and discuss what you're spiraling through with your conscious besties. It's where we continue this conversation long after the episode ends, because as we all know, healing is an upward spiral. So join the conversation, share with us your insights, questions, and breakthroughs. We're here for it all. You can join by creating a free account by clicking the link at the top of the show notes.
can't wait to see you in there. <laughs> well, it's like parenting too, right? I'm sure a lot of parents go and put stick their um, kid in therapy and they're like, fix my child. But it's like, it's you. They're literally <laughs> it's a mirror you. of you. <laughs> yes. And and so the business is also a mirror of us. And again, same with the work because I'm like you too, Erica. Like I've had a lot of different jobs. I've had a lot of different companies and I have loved every single one in its own season. But, you know, reflecting back, I can kind of see the illusion I was under. And it kind of reminds me of like our ex-boyfriends. And you're like, yeah, at the time I really loved you. And now I'm like, why the hell did I date you? <laughs> right from this level of consciousness. But at that time, it served its purpose and you were in it for maybe the right or wrong reasons. But that's really kind of the journey, I think, with our work as well. And now the work is, can you work in your job or in your business on purpose? Right? Mm. Can you ask yourself those questions of, am I happy? And what even is success? I think probably the biggest game changer in my life and in my business has been really asking myself, what is success? How am I defining that? How do I know when I've quote unquote failed or succeeded? Because it's definitely not the money, right? And, and I definitely think we, not. we've all had that conversation where you think you're going to get to this certain marker, sell this many houses, get this many clients, and then I'll feel better. But it's, it's never about those things. And it's such a, it's such a hard journey because you get there and you're like, wow, I still feel like total shit, <laughs> but it's like the greatest realization because you're like, yeah. Oh, like it's just me. And that's, thank God. I always say, thank God. It's just inside. Right. Thank God I, I, call that a, I call that a Jim Carrey moment because I just, <laughs> yeah, love, it is. <laughs> I just love his, I mean, obviously I don't know him on a personal level, but we've all grown up with his movies and I, I just yes. loved him as an actor and then his spiritual growth later in life and just how, society kind of trashed him for a while then we're like well he's not going away so we better get on like the Jim Carrey movement again <laughs> and it's just like it's that it's that progression and he says you know I wish I wish everyone could get it all so they can realize that it's never what meant anything you know what I mean it really yeah. is your yeah. own personal journey and so I break it down to four categories there's finance and business there's family and relationships there's fitness and health and there's fun and spirituality and what most people do that that's what builds a foundation like like building a house right you got to have your four posts you got to have your solid foundation that's what you build your life on and as long as you're building in those four categories i mean there's going to be times and seasons where you prioritize one or a couple over the other but so many people in business they they have tremendous success and they get all this wealth and then their their relationship suffers they don't have a good marriage they don't have a good relationship with their kids or their health suffers and they spend the last, you know, they have back problems and, you know, headaches and chronic pain and all of this stuff, or they're just not having fun anymore. There's no spiritual connection. They don't have purpose or meaning. They built this massive monster of a business, but there's no underlying, you know, you know, meaning or purpose behind it. So yeah. it's so interesting in business to look at people's past and understand what they've been building towards. And I think the the scary, not the scary thought, but like this thought to me is like you build for 30 years and then you realize you're building towards something that wasn't your, your soul's desire, you know, like yeah. that's kind of totally. the, the scary thought. So for me, it's, it's being okay with letting go, whatever's not meant to be for me. And if that is letting go of a business or an opportunity or a position, that's okay. Because I know my value as a person, as a human, as who I am, and my business will never be who I am. So, yeah. so many people get attached to their career. And this is something that we discussed in kinesiology because so many athletes have this, um, yes, this basically oh, yeah. like dissolve of their own identity after they leave the sport, especially mm -hmm. the higher level you are, the more 
the higher the fall is because they've spent, you think about it, you spent all these years as a kid, you're told you're the best, you're told you're the best of your Lee, you're going places, you're going to be this amazing person. And some of them attain that, but they get an injury or something happens and they lose it all. And then they're like, who am I? You know, like who, like literally who am I? I don't know who I am without this. So I be very careful of like what you attach yourself to, whether that's a person, organization, business endeavor, like you can, yes. you can always understand that like your business is the container of what you provide your value and your service through, but it is not you. And that makes you okay mm. with detaching from it. And I also mm. had to learn, like my whole journey has been letting go and detachment. <laughs> like that is, I think that's, ev- well, that's <laughs> everyone's, I mean, even what yeah. you're saying, like I was a, I was a professional ballerina. And so much like the athlete, it was, that was my first yeah. dark night of the soul was leaving yeah. ballet and realizing that I exist separately from that because I hadn't, that identity was added on to me and became a part of me so early on in life. And I, it kept being reinforced too by mm. other people. And so leaving that behind was like, well, before you know who you really are, you're like, I don't have any, I'm not anybody anymore. Like you, you, yeah. you become so disillusioned. And so, yeah, I really identify with that. And I, I love that you said your whole journey is about detachment because I mean, that's what the Buddhists have been saying for thousands of years, right? That you're, you're not anything that you can, I know you're not anything (laughs) that you can observe. And so something I love so deeply about what you said is like, my business isn't me, which which is what allows you to actually move on from it when your soul wants to do something else. And I think also too, like our culture, it's so deeply conditioned us to basically sacrifice, sacrifice ourselves to continue like continue hustling for, for what I have no idea. Right. But really it's this identity. It's like, but I have to keep my identity. And so I'll continue more, to sacrifice more, more. me and my soul for this identity when that was never who you were. Mm-hmm. I know. And it's funny. Like, so, I mean, everyone's kind of waking up and, and this is what I um, go back to consumerism just with being in the um, CPG and grocery space is like consumer choice is changing. And I always say like, your money is your vote. And so when people start Mm. to change their vote with their money, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, you know, that's when we start to see the collective shift. And so individually, we have to make the choice of what we want to see more of. And we are choosing whether you subscribe to a Netflix show or you subscribe to going to a certain grocery store or buying a certain product or consuming a certain fast food or whatever it is. Like at the end of the day, you are voting and the more conscious you become of it. And it's not to be like this straight and narrow person. And I think that's going back to like the spiritual ego of like, you have to be like namaste all day and blah, blah, blah. You can't have a personality. (laughs) Like, no, you're going to be all sides of you. And like, that's the beauty of being a human is like, you have all the, all these multiple um, facets that you can express yourself through. Um, but going kind of back to what you said is just the, I bring it back to the spiritual essence because spirit is always for fuller expansion and fuller expression. And so whenever we're cut off from that, I know that that's not the place for me to be. So whether that is in a workplace or that is in a athletic stance or even within family or relationships is if I'm not able to express all sides of myself and not to say every relationship has to be like, I'm going to go, you know, and, and be like, a, there's a certain side, like we, we are of the free, same frequency. So I can know I, I can speak freely, but there's other people yeah. that I know I have to be, um, you know, a little bit more conscious of how I'm talking or whatever, but I'm just mm. saying in general, like it is something for you to look at, to say, am I expressed? And this goes back to your, how you were saying, Sam, in the beginning, like freedom, like, do I feel like this is a choice 
or do you feel like this is a have to, like I'm being put in this position? Because a lot of people, I love this quote, it's like they're living in quiet desperation and that's mm. the collective society. It's like this quiet desperation. I'm in my nine to five. I bought into the system and I'm not, again, not demonizing nine to five. I'm just saying when you don't feel like you have a choice in it, you don't feel like there's freedom in it. Um, and so they just live their life and their light's not turned on. And so what I'm interested in is turning on that desire, turning on that light. Everyone has this greatness within them. And it may not be your job. It may be a hobby. It may be something you enjoy, but you have something great to offer. And I was raised on that belief. And I think that people slowly chip away and like reality sets in and like, oh, mortgage and kids and this and all the expectations of life set in and people forget like, I am a spiritual being. I'm here to be fully expressed, fully expanded. So if I'm not at least reaching for that, it's never going to happen for you. So I, I attribute the, the journey of spiritual growth and business can be put together. It can also be two separate silos of your life where it's like, I got fun in spirituality over here. Okay, what am I doing this week for that? And I got my business and finance over here. What am I doing for that? health and fitness, family and spirituality. So really breaking it down into four categories can help people to identify mm -hmm. like where they may not be putting their focus anymore. Because I think just in general, like people forgot kind of how to have fun. <laughs> like, oh, oh my God. And yeah. It's a spiritual thing when you really think about it. Like laughter is the best medicine. So when yes. you find those people that you can have fun with, when you find these people are like, that's your tribe, that's your people that you want to be with. Like that's where my energy goes because I'm like, best case scenario, I'm building businesses with people I truly enjoy and I love their company and we're of the same frequency and better yet, we have hearts full of service and we want to help the collective and we want to help people. So it's like this whole thing. And then that builds into the quantum business model of if you are doing all these things, it will just happen a ripple effect. And that's how it becomes a massive, huge success. So if you just look mm -hmm. at it, like it's so simple in my mind because like there's this business model over here, which is like, what can I get? The mainstream version of it. We got yeah, a profit, profit, the lack profit, version, the lack version. Yeah. And then there's this process over here. It was like, just follow your desire, help the greater good, lead with the heart of service that comes with work because obviously we got bills to pay and you're like, okay, am I going to make rent or am I going to make my mortgage or whatever else? Like that can still seep in. And then you have to jump in your own personal journey but there's this whole other blueprint over here. So I think that's what we're all talking about is bridging that gap, bringing it together, creating tools so people can be on that journey because there's nothing new under the sun. People have gone before us. They've done it. I, I follow so many amazing entrepreneurs, so many amazing people that are super spiritual and you may never even know, but they have amazing products, amazing businesses. Mm. And so the mere fact that it can be done, it's like, you just got to choose how to build your business, how to build your life. Are you consciously doing it? Are you co-creating with the master creator? Or are you just kind of doing a happenstance by byproduct, whatever comes my way is what I'm going to happen kind mm -hmm. of thing, right? Yeah. But it, it is a choice. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, I think we're both like, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, one of the things that I've started to transform in just look, like the way that I think about things and the way that I operate in my life and in my business is prioritizing energy before strategy, mm -hmm. right? Because most people in business, they're just think strategy. Like how do we make more money? How do we get more clients? How do we get more this and that? But you're not thinking about 
the energy at all. And even when it comes to money, so many people are budgeting their money, but they're not budgeting their energy, right? They're leaking everywhere. They're doing things that are very energetically expensive. But when I started to prioritize energy, that's when you start factoring in fun, Mm -hmm. right? That's when you start thinking about how does this feel? Am I actually enjoying this? Do I feel depleted? Do I feel like this is replenishing me? Um, And then like you said, success follows, right? I always say that if you chase success, happiness isn't guaranteed. But if you chase happiness, success is already, you've already done it, right? Because aren't we all doing this to be happy? It's in the means, not the end. You brought up such a good point. There's two things. So first, when I was in the bout of like my worst of the worst, most stress, most chronically in pain, like deep, dark, sometimes I could literally just cry and and be in the shower or like, you know what I mean? Like that was like as bad as how much pain I was in and it was stress induced. Mm-hmm. What My main thing was getting up in the morning, sitting on the couch and I am not going to move a muscle. I'm not going to open my eyes until I am blissfully happy. Mm. And it was such a hard reach at first. And I had to climb the emotional scale and I had to go yeah. to the next frequency and then the next three. And then it's like anger. Okay. I can reach for anger. Like, yeah, I'm mad. Like, yeah. <laughs> let's get angry. I can't reach for bliss right now, but I'm angry. And then it goes yeah. to empathy and an understanding. And then it goes to, you know, I can feel love and compassion and then I can get to eventually bliss. And if you can mm-hmm. get yourself in that state, even for five minutes and believe me, I don't do it every day. I'm not a perfect person, but like, if you, I just found that like, that was the secret sauce. If you can be blissfully happy and it's almost like not buying into reality because in all reality, my mm. life was like falling, <laughs> but I'm like, yeah. if I can be happy when my life is falling, then what else is there? Like, I know it's going, I know everything's cyclical. I know it's going to come around the other side. And when it does, I will have been happy during my worst times and I will know how to be happier and enjoy the high moments because I'm not under this anticipation of things are going to fall again. So that was really key for me. And if the listeners want to put that into practice, it's very simple, like five minutes, close your eyes, cultivate that feeling within yourself, tap into it. It's just a frequency. It's just a Mm -hmm. feeling and emotion. And how I do it is I think about my relationships. I think about my dogs. I think about everything. I bring gratitude into the moment. And I, it's like a tornado it's like a vortex you're you're spiraling mm, upwards mm-hmm. which is so synchronistic with your spiral higher yeah and you're spiraling higher and that's what you guys do right and then if you can find someone in your life that can do that with you which is probably you two together it's me and my girlfriend and business partner it's me and my husband and it's like you're able to to okay so there's a fun game I'm gonna leave you guys with I don't know have you played how, how good can you get Oh, I love that game. Yes. Yeah, that's an Abraham game. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So that's something that we play all the time. And it's something you can bring into your business because so often we come together in business and we talk about the problems, what's going wrong, how do we fix, how do, and it's very mm-hmm. logical. It's bringing us into a lower frequency. So the, mm-hmm. what we're talking about here is how do we stay high frequency? How do we bring high frequency into business? How do we keep that frequency throughout the day? Because that is what manifests and brings the right people, the right deals, the right situations into our business and ultimately grows our business for profitability. Mm -hmm. So there's things that you can do. Laughter is amazing. Being around people of high frequency, putting music on in the office, having these breaks where you have meditation, um, playing how good can you, how good can it get? Um, And 
the biggest thing for me was doing that process in the morning because it almost felt like it was like a centering, a foundation. And then throughout Mm -hmm. my day, things would happen. But I noticed it wouldn't really affect me as much. It's like, it's almost like I got off the roller coaster of entrepreneurism and I'm like, I'm not going to ride this ride anymore. I'm not yeah. going to be on the emotional roller coaster of entrepreneurism. I'm going to observe. I can look at the ride. I can appreciate it for what it is, but I'm not going to be on it because I'm just enjoying the theme park. Like I'm chilling. I'm here. I'm blissful. And like the ride might be going up and down and twist and turvy, but like I'm okay And that was powerful because it's almost, it's empowering. It's taking your power back in the morning so that you're not Mm -hmm. giving your power away in your business and being a byproduct of the circumstance that happens that day or the sky that's falling or the crisis that may happen (laughs) in your, in your business. That is reality. That is life, you know? Yeah. I think this is so powerful because what, like you said, you're taking your power back. You are choosing and creating and integrating and grounding into your energy. You are not letting the outcomes and, you know, passing and goings of the day to dictate that. And I think that's how so many people are living. It's very outside in. It's like, I let the outside environment tell me how to feel. And so when I wake up and let's say there's like less money in the account or like whatever, like you said, you know, earlier, the market is doing whatever it's doing and interest rates. Okay. Well now I feel bad. And so you're always then behind the eight ball. Your energy is always being dictated by something largely outside of your control. And and that's how you feel like a victim to life. You're like, I can't control anything. I'm, I'm always behind because you're always behind something that you don't have any energetic control over. Like how distressing Mm -hmm. is that? Right. Mm -hmm. But I love that you said how you, you choose your energy for the day and you, and you wait until you feel a certain way. Actually, Joe Dispenza's whole thing is about that. He's like, I ask myself, what is my highest self expression? And I do not move until I know what that looks like. And then I really place. Yeah. He's tuned in. Obviously. I mean, Abraham, like there's people that have gone and done it. And I think for the listeners, it's just a choice. Do you want to do this work? Choose your heart. What side of the fence do you want to be on? It really is a choice. It's like anything else. There's going to be work towards it, but it's a beautiful process. And at every moment we can bring fun into it. And that's what I try like so much in business. We get so serious and we're like, all right, what's the numbers? Let's crunch them. Like, you know, we just talked, we just talked about this. We were like, it's not that serious. Like it's fine. I um earlier I was thinking of something as you were talking about the frequency that you wanted to get into and spiraling higher. And I tell people that abundance is a frequency, not a destination. And it's such a lie and an illusion. It because time is an illusion, right? That, oh, when I get this done or when I get to this place or when my business is finally like this, then I will feel safe, abundant, happy, and all of this. But you only perpetuate what you're currently affirming in the present moment because that's all that there is. And so I always tell people the destination feels like the journey. Yeah. Yeah. And they don't believe me because they're like, no, (laughs) the journey is suffering and then I get to enjoy myself. And it's sad because that's what the current blueprint says, right? That's what retirement is. And it's crazy because I tell basically all of my clients who work with me, we break up with the idea of retirement altogether. I'm like, no, no, no. You don't retire from the thing that you absolutely fucking love to do. Like there is no point in time that you just like stop wanting to do that. And there is no point in time when you just stop wanting to help people or like stop wanting to be creative. Like that's made up. And they're like, and that's, you bring up such a good point because that was my whole, my whole journey with kinesiology was human optimization. And I never Mm. understood why, like you go to the doctor and they give you some tests. You're like, you're in the normal. And I'm like, I don't want to be normal. I want to be optimal. (laughs) I want to be at the highest. And 
there's actually science. So now my, even my business endeavors have shifted and I'm shifting totally towards regenerative sciences, scalar wave technology, healing centers. And I'm super passionate about all of that. And when you talk about retirement, it even brings up the aging process in general, like cutting edge science. Aging is a belief system that we've bought into. hundred percent. And so, and if we want to take it to the real extreme, like if we want to go deep, death is a belief system we've bought into. So yeah. this whole conversation, and I don't know if we have time for oh today, my God. maybe this is a whole other conversation. This is like a part two. Holy yeah, crap. I think this might be a cliffhanger we got to leave them on or something because we could go <laughs> in on this topic. But this is something that I'm super passionate about tackling. And I think there's so many conversations that needs to happen around this because if we really start with the end in mind, and if there is no end, <laughs> like I tell people straight up, I'm immortal. I don't really subscribe to age. So when people ask me my age, I usually, I usually say like 97 or I'm like, I'm immortal because it's just yeah. not something that I want to subscribe to because I'm telling yeah. your cells are listening. Your cells have yes. the ability to listen to everything that you're saying. So it is a programming. And when you become more conscious mm. and more aware, you start to realize of all this programming that you're like, I, a couple years ago, I, that wasn't even my consciousness. I wasn't understanding. So I would, you know, say my age, I would go into it and mm -hmm. all the things. But then that is a subscription. So the new philosophy is unsubscribe for everything that you don't want to do. If I don't want to age, I'm unsubscribing from aging. You know, I'm going to look this way in the next 50, 100 years, you know? So you know what? You really get to I'm stretch telling, the boundaries. Oh, I'm yeah, telling you, this, this conversation has been the definition of synchronicity because these are all the conversations we've been having. But I recently had uh, my EFT practitioner inside of my program and we had a mind-blowing conversation about exactly this, this subscription to aging. And um, what we asked everyone in the group was, how old would you think you were if you didn't know how old you were? Mm. And all of a sudden they were like, what the fuck? Like I've never thought about not knowing how old I am. And then it was this whole thing where it's like, okay, well, like years and numbers are made up. I'm not saying that this isn't a mathematical universe, right? But, you know, the idea of 30 and what that means and that it's older than 29 or larger or whatever. It's like, this is all what you're telling your body to kind of respond to. Like you are older or you are appearing more age than let's say 25. And so the way that people started answering this question was, you know, just based on how they feel. Right. And a lot of people said, like, I feel like I'm still like a teenager. Like I still mm -hmm. feel, you know, like if I were to look in the mirror, I would think like, I don't know, she's like 20. Right. And so I haven't been subscribing to actually my recent age change because I'm like, that's just a belief. Like that's so they, just they, yeah. They did a study and they took uh, fifty-year-old men. They put them in a university and they said you are going to act and think and talk like university students for the next month. And physical markers changed. Their spines yeah. lengthened. Their ailments went away. Their personal demeanor, their energy, their vibration, their emotional, um, you know, frequency changed. So there is science backing this, but we don't need to wait for the science to catch up in order to implement it. And I'm always the one to be like, let's just go and get the results. Like, like we'll, yeah. we'll figure the science out as we go. Um, <laughs> but the thing is too, like with that whole philosophy, um, it, even going back, like, you know, I love studying ancient civilizations and the Bible, it has people living to 300, 500 years. It's documented and people can say, oh, time was different or they calculated it different back then, but really it comes back to scalar energy. So scalar mm -hmm. energy was higher back then. And we are not being charged at the level that we were charged 
back then. And there wasn't also that there's not that spiritual connection that they had or were practicing or a group of them were practicing back then that we are practicing now, not saying it's not possible for us now. We just don't have the awareness and we're not implementing it. Yeah. So this is like talking about the upper end of not end because it doesn't end, but like the, the, the next level of the spiritual journey that I'm on and bringing into consciousness and that you guys are on and bring into consciousness. I always like to bring it back because there's still some people that are like, okay, whoa, yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? I don't have to die. What are you talking about? I don't have to age. Like what is, what's going on with that? But just knowing like, if you can implement these small things and you can like, even a, just a small example, because we're all just talking about subscription of beliefs commanding your vision into reality, bringing your dream into reality. Smallest example, but I'll just say it. My emails, I hate going through all my emails. It's just a task. It's a 3D task. And I'm like, oh, I have to do this. Like I got to get through them. But I will be like, you know what? No, I'm going to change that reality. My emails, there's going to be very minimal today. They're all going to be taken care of. Before I even get to them, they're answered, done. And the days I do that and I command that, I will, no kid you, like I have three emails to go through because all of them are like, oh, that was taken care of. That was taken, this person called me instead of I having to track them down. So people can put this very much into practice. And then as you build your belief and you see the results, then that's when you can start shifting into like these other things of not subscribing to age, maybe the journey of, you know, what we're kind of talking about now. But bringing it mm -hmm. back to like the the whole business sense is like play with it. Like the mm -hmm. universe wants to play with you. And yeah. we forgot play since we were kids. And if we can bring fun and laughter and playfulness back into business, like that's where the magic happens. That's where the synchronicities lies. And that's what I feel with you guys. Like our conversations, they've been playful and energetic. And that's when you make the best work. That's when you're most creative. Totally. Right? Well, because so. there's no there's no limits and there's just endless options. Like my daughter creates like a new business every day. Um, <laughs> right now that. she's um she's a private investigator. She charges a dollar to solve crimes. I'm like, girl, you can you can up that. Up Let's that know your value. Know your value. <laughs> Let's expand. Yeah, your margins there a little bit. Um, just the time that you have to spend, but she creates these business cards. She wants to create a website. And then the next day she wants to create like a music label. Then the next day she's like a pet babysitter and there's no limits. She just keeps on thinking of new ideas. But, you know, I witnessed myself when I want to create something to you. I'm like, well, wait, I have to like create a 10 page, 10 year business plan. And, you know, who am I going to hire and where this is going to go? And, you know, kids don't do that. Right. So even bringing in that childlike energy mm -hmm. and, and going back to the whole um, no aging thing and what we subscribe to, even that's an option that we don't think we have. Right. Mm -hmm. I actually watched an Abraham Hicks video and it was a, a senior man. I think he was in his 60s and he was basically expressing how he doesn't have as much energy. And Abraham just like wasn't having it. Like they were like, you have infinite energy. I love her. Yeah. Like, why? 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 <laughs> she's like, no. 60, do not, like, yeah, like, no, no. And then he was like, wait, I, I do have energy. And she's like, yeah, you do. And I needed to hear that because I would mm -hmm. be so tired in the mornings. I would have these headaches. And then once I knew, oh, there's an option to tap into infinite source energy. It's like, oh my God, I have so much energy now. It's like, it's it really just because you don't even think that's even an option. Yeah. That I just feel like shit today and this is how it's going to be for the rest of the even, day. Even in all categories, like people don't think total health and vitality and feeling good all the time with no ailments exist. People don't think true abundance yeah. and prosperity and having your wealth exist. People don't think that an amazing, blissful marriage and being totally in love and romantic with your partner for years and years on end exists. Like, 
it's all a programming. It's all a subscription. Mm-hmm. And it's just being very careful of who you listen to. And I like to choose people again, like we're all talking about Abraham, like choose people that are emulating what you want to be and identify with them and figure out the solution. And we're all here to work with people. We're all here to show people how to implement these things. So if the listeners Mm -hmm. don't have someone like that, like get a coach, get a mentor, like that is the easiest solution. You can figure it out on your own. Believe me, it may take you some years. It may take you some, (laughs) a lot of money in personal development, but you can do it. I'm just saying there's people that have gone ahead of you and done the work. And if you can fast track, like I'm all for not reinventing the wheel and just optimizing Totally, you know? And it's all about too, like honestly, just putting your ego to rest in order to reach out for that help too. Because I Mm. think something that held me back for a long time was like, no, like I'm smart. Like I can figure it out. Like I know things. Don't you know I'm a high achiever? (laughs) Don't you know? Yeah. Like kind of like, well, who are you? Like, like, you don't know more than me. Like, I'm not going to pay you. But then I was like, you know what? Maybe they do know something I don't know. Yeah. Like maybe that's true. And it's a signal. Like I had to reframe, like whenever I put money out, it's a signal to the universe of how abundant I am. So if I pay X amount for a mentor, I'm calling in that and I'm being open to receiving it because I'm open to giving it. And whatever you're Mm, open to giving, you're open to receiving. So like before I would have this thing about like, okay, how much I'm going to invest in my personal development or like my own business or this or that or whatever. And now I'm like, like, thank you, God. <laughs> thank you, God. You're yeah. going to bring it back <laughs> to me tenfold. Like, I'm just grateful that yeah. I have this money able to give in order to increase my value yeah. in, in, cor- in order to produce more value in order to yes. receive more abundance. So it's, it's a lot of reframing. Yeah, yeah, totally. And yeah, it's so cool. It's such a fun process. This oh whole idea, God. though, of like, I already know this. It's so funny because <laughs> we go through it over and over. I know. It's like, I, I already know this. I already know this. But it's, I'm really just trying to divorce from that thought even because you do and you don't, right? And and who cares? And And I think that a lot of times a coach does need to tell you things that you already know because the way that you listen to your own inner thoughts versus a coach, it, it's so different, right? We listen so much in such a different way where we have open ears and also the delivery, the timing where we're at in our journey. And so I think that, you know, if we were all coming from the school of thought of, I already know that we would not be where we are, mm-hmm. right? It's because we invested in people to tell us things that we already knew, maybe in a different way, in a different delivery. And sometimes maybe it's in the same way that we've already said it, but we need to hear it again, right? So I think that again, that's the ego, not wanting to change the program. And, and like, don't learn that again. <laughs> yeah. And I love that. And I think that's almost like keeping the ego in check because the yeah. ego is not a bad thing. It's only when it gets, mm-hmm. it's it's out of balance with your feminine qualities or feminine energy and openness and understanding yeah. and just being, you know, like so open to receiving information because the ego has gotten me a lot of places. And I think the ego is great. I think some people need more ego because they're so not confident in themselves that they're like, oh no, like they're a doormat because they just like, oh no, no, it's okay. And then it's like, well, you know, know your value, step up, like say it with your chest, you know? So it's like, it's individual to everyone and where they're at in their journey. Then we have people on the other spectrum that are like too much ego. And you're like, you're too abrasive to be around. Like I can't even be around you because it's too much and it's too masculine energy. Um, So I think it's like, yeah, there's a lot of self-awareness around the ego and it needs to be done in a non-judgment container so our space so that you can be like, okay, where does the ego serve me? Serves me in business like this. Doesn't really serve me in my 
romantic relationship because I'm just, (laughs) that causes fights for no reason. So I had to really like femininity in business is a whole other thing that I think we could talk about, but Mm -hmm. understanding when my masculine qualities or my ego provides tremendous value and understanding when to rein it in and tap into these Mm -hmm. other parts of me, which is more feminine. And I think as a collective that has been the shift that a lot of women are making is tapping into their feminine because it's been so suppressed for so many hundreds of years. And Mm -hmm. when people, when the divine feminine comes out, it brings out the divine masculine and the divine union, Mm -hmm. which I so much love because that is the shift that's happening and it allows men to step up into places that they haven't had to in the past. And that's also happening Mm -hmm. in the business world, which I'm so excited to see that shift because not only do we need feminine women or divine women, divine feminine, sorry, I should say to step up, but we need the divine masculine to step up. And that is the the collective shift. Right. And we all have masculine and feminine in us. So I'm not saying that it's like, you know, a he versus she situation. I'm just saying that I, a lot of women that excel and they're high achievers, they are, they tap into their masculine energy and that's what gets them tremendous success. And then when I'm like, wait, so I don't want to be super masculine. Like I identified as a tomboy as a kid. I'm like, it's only because I had an older brother. I wanted to fit in. Like I like being pretty. I like dressing in dresses, you know? So it's like, it's rediscovering all these parts of yourselves. And I think that's why you're like, it's okay to be like, oh, I know this because down deep, we all know a lot of yeah. things because the truth is a resonance and it hits with us. But at the same time, it's being a sponge and being open and like, you know, the best teachers are the best learners. So why would I cut myself off of these opportunities to learn? And that's actually the smarter choice when you really boil it down. You're like, why wouldn't I want to learn from people? Why wouldn't I want to learn all the systems? And then maybe if I can optimize it, mm-hmm. I can add my own flair, or my own sense to it. Um, so it's, yeah, yeah. it's, it's, it's so individualistic that Mm -hmm. it's like, don't demonize ego, but the ego out of check could be too much. You know, it's all of those layers to it. And so I think that's why a mentor and coach is so valid because it's not like this, like one fix, you know, if there was a one fix, like everyone would just provide a solution and everybody like, wow, I'm, I'm good. I'm done. But a real coach and mentor is there as a guide to identify and to, you know, observe and to say like, this is what I see. How does that resonate with you? And then it's your job to implement. And then you are your own best guide. So it's almost Mm. like this nice relationship that can happen, that can expedite all the process and all the energy and all the heartache and all the efforts (laughs) and really bring you to a place of just living your dream life. I think that's what we're all after. Yeah, what you were saying, I just, what came to me is like, you were kept talking about learning and learning the same things over and over again and things like that. And it's interesting, right? Because I think learning is a form of love, right? It's, it's truth, right? And what we don't say, oh, I've loved already. I don't, I don't need your love. Yeah. Why we don't say that. Too much love. Sorry. I'll tell you. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I've already been loved enough today. Like I've already heard this before. I've already heard I love you. Like we want someone to tell us they love us over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. So it should be the same thing when, when it comes to learning truth. I want to hear that 5,000 times over again. Keep it coming. Like I will keep on absorbing that time and time and time again, because I would rather absorb that than the pattern that has been repeating in my body and in my being a million times even more than that, right? So, totally. Yeah. And it hits different in different points of your life. Like I'll go back and read the same book 
I mean, I don't yes, do that often because that. of just time and I, I have other books I want to read. But like, I remember rereading a book and I was like 10 years later, I'm like, what? Like, I did yeah. not yeah. get that the first time, you know, because your consciousness shifts. So and, yes. and even what I'm actually interested about, too, with going to Egypt is like you going to different places physically changes your energetic blueprint mm-hmm. and your DNA mm-hmm. so that you can absorb other information. So it's like even putting yourself in different environments can change mm-hmm. you to the sense where different things resonate. So you could come back and get something from your coach and you're like, I did not get that before, but I had this journey and now so I get true. it. Or now it yes. now I'm ready to tackle this. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it, it is very interesting how that all works. And I think the more you can surround yourself with just good people on the journey as well, like that's why I love just chatting with you guys. It's so fluid. It's so natural. And we're all on our own individual journey, but we're all cohesively like on this collective soul journey. We're in the same pool. We're in the same pool. The same like, pool. did you pee? No, I'm just <laughs> this has been honestly so high frequency. I can't imagine anyone uh, being in the room with us and not automatically feeling their vibration rise. I mean, for me, yeah, this entire yeah. conversation, I just feel like like bubbles of like carbonation just like floating up to the top. Um, there are a million things I could say. I kept wanting to like paying off of what you had said and like, but then I'm like, you know what? There's just going to have to be another time and a place for this because I think it's a lot, honestly, for our listeners to digest. Like they're probably still thinking about, wait, death is a belief system and I don't have to age. What? And also business and entrepreneurship being, (laughs) being weaved in with spirituality. These are honestly conversations and topics I have been thinking a lot about. And even what you said about going to different places, I went to Korea and all of a sudden I energetically was not in alignment with what I was kind of planning to do before. And I'm totally changing course again. And I'm like, Initially, my my ego was like, what? Changing the course? Not controlling situations? I don't understand. And then it just just brings you (laughs) back around. It's like every single lack little point in your road keeps giving you an opportunity to recalibrate, which is what Abraham would say. And so I know we could talk for another four hours, but I did want to ask you our final question. Um, obviously, you know that we are the Spiraling Higher podcast. And so what we like to end with is asking our guests, what is the one lesson or theme in your life that you have had to consistently spiral through? Mm, yeah, I love that question. I think I just have to go back to my answer before and letting go. And mm. the nature is to control. The nature is to just have everything figured out and to you know, and and so much of that can hold us back. And so I've really had to let go surrender. And that is a divine feminine. And at the end of the day, I bring it back to faith, because I am faith based. Mm. And I've just had to, you know, pretty much be like, whatever is the plan, whatever is the master plan, here's my plan, here's my blueprint, (laughs) but I'm going to surrender it and be open to receiving what's even better coming my way, what's meant for me in this lifetime and what's Mm -hmm. serving the greater good. So it's it's really Mm -hmm. been a journey of letting go for me for sure. And I'm sure that's a lot of people's (laughs) journey. Yeah. Let go and let God. Yeah. That's right, people. That's right. Amen. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Thank you so much, Erica, for raising our vibration, for raising our listeners' vibration, and honestly showing up in such a beautiful, authentic self-expression. I think that everyone after listening to this would have an idea of how Erica feels and what she Mm -hmm. embodies. And that was really what we wanted to make contact with today. And so thank you for allowing your businesses to bring us together, but really for allowing your heart to connect us. 
help us co-create. This was so, this was such a blessing. Thank you guys. You guys are amazing. I'm sure this is of many of more, but just thank you for the work that you're doing and spreading this throughout the world because it's truly, truly needed. Mm. We're so grateful. We can't wait for part two. Part two. (laughs) Thank you, Erica. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this honest conversation. We hope it brought you peace, clarity, and a little bit further along your spiritual journey. If you loved this episode, it would mean the world to us if you left us a five-star rating and a review so we can bring you more conscious conversations, spiritual topics, and guests. And we lovingly invite you to join our free Spiraling Higher community by clicking the link in the show notes to continue this healing dialogue and share with us how this episode impacted you. Come on in, introduce yourself, and meet your conscious besties in a safe space for healing conversations between us and other like-minded people on their healing journey. Here's to Spiraling Higher. Thank you.